In this bulletin, allegations of coal exporters faking cleaner coal to boost profits, the first public inquiry into gay hate crimes in New South Wales, and in sport, new misconduct laws could see a lift on the lifetime ban of cricketer David Warner. With the latest SBS News, I'm Greg Diet. A group of primary school children has been taken to hospital in Sydney's north following reports of a chemical explosion. According to a police statement, children believed to be around 10 years old were treated at Manly West Public School with some transported to hospital for further care. The number of students and the exact cause of the incident are not yet clear, but early reports say it involved a science experiment gone wrong. The Teals are calling for tighter whistleblower protections after a recent leak of information regarding alleged misconduct in the coal industry. Independent MP Andrew Wilkie claims he's been provided with thousands of documents by a whistleblower alleging major coal exporters have been overstating the quality of their coal to improve profits and have been accepting bribes. Mr Wilkie is calling for a parliamentary inquiry into the allegations that the industry has defrauded trading partners, which include Japan, South Korea, China and India. Independent MP Zoe Daniel says the incident is a prime example of the need to protect whistleblowers. What this says, apart from the fact that evidently we need a parliamentary inquiry into this particular issue, is the importance of protection of whistleblowers. I strongly support Andrew's position and indeed Helen Haynes' position that we need a whistleblower commissioner. We will be this week, it would appear, voting on a national anti-corruption commission. That's a first step in my mind in an integrity system. Several companies named by Mr Wilkie have denied the claims. National Party candidate Sean Gilchrist, who died unexpectedly overnight, just days before the Victorian election, was reportedly facing sexual misconduct charges. The party candidate for Narrican in eastern Victoria was found dead on Sunday afternoon. SBS understands Mr Gilchrist was due to face the county court for a directions hearing on November 30, facing three charges of sexual assault and one of rape. The 47-year-old's death is not being treated as suspicious. Nationals leader Peter Walsh has avoided questions regarding the charges, saying he'll respect the privacy of Mr Gilchrist's grieving loved ones. Well, as I said, I'm going to respect the Arles request and their privacy through this time. I'm not going to get into a commentary about the issues because I have been specifically asked by his widow to respect their privacy and I will do that. The first public hearing in an inquiry into cold case murders of LGBTIQ plus people in New South Wales has begun today. At least 88 men were killed between 1976 and 2000, coinciding with an increase in reported hate crimes during the AIDS epidemic. Much of the violence occurred at Gay Beats. Speaking at the inquiry, historian, academic and gay man Gary Wotherspoon says that before the state decriminalised homosexuality in 1984, violence against gay people at these beats was rarely reported. You certainly wouldn't go to the police to report it, otherwise they'd want to know what you were doing there uh, at that time. And you, your name would then be known to the police as someone 
why were you there and you were potentially uh, in, in their, on their radar as a homosexual. So people just didn't simply go to the police. It was often said in a bar, oh, if you ever get bashed, don't go near the police. They won't do anything for you. To Sport and Cricket Australia has approved changes to its code of conduct, allowing David Warner to try and overturn his lifetime leadership ban. Under the new rules, players and officials will be able to have their long-term sanctions lifted if they show remorse and a behaviour change. Warner has long pushed to be able to return to a leadership position after being banned for life following the 2018 ball tampering scandal. And Australian Charlotte Kaslik has claimed her third World Rugby Sevens Player of the Year award. Underlying her status as the world's number one sevens player, Kaslik beat out two of her Australian teammates to take home back-to-back titles after also winning in 2016. The team finishes with a series of triumphs, including Commonwealth Games Gold and World Cup, as well as their World Series victory. I'm Greg Diet, and that's the latest SBS News.